Hi there and welcome to today's episode of Connecting the Dots with me, Cassie Hubert, your host. This is episode number 41, Eat, Rest and Sleep. So on this podcast, I talk about all those lovely aspects of our lives that seem sometimes so often at random or disparate or like they don't really have any obvious connection. And yet, much like a dot dot picture where you move through the numbers and not in an obvious route, actually so many aspects of our lives they are all linked and it can just be so helpful to have someone else come alongside and go you know what you're not making a hodgepodge of a picture you won't maybe see what this picture looks like until the end but when you look back you will have a beautiful picture to look at and that will be your life so today's episode i really want to talk about the nature of caring for yourself and how I don't know about you, but I can find in certain seasons that feel either hugely overwhelming emotionally or just that are full on practically, physically, schedulingly, um, that it can be so easy to feel like there is no room to stop, no room to pause, no room to breathe. And I can also find when I am under stress, it's really difficult to take care of myself in these areas of eating, resting and sleeping. If you're in a particularly heavy grief season, Sometimes even just these basic functions can seem completely out of reach. And you are so overwhelmed with all those emotions or just a kind of heaviness or a numbness that just descends on you. I know in certain seasons when I've carried a lot of grief or I've been processing a lot of grief, I've just been exhausted, so drained and exhausted that I haven't even been able to do anything. It's felt like I've barely stayed alive. Now, of course, I haven't barely stayed alive. I've been very blessed that I've had support and and also I have been able to keep going to some degree, but it doesn't feel very energized or, you know, alive in a vital sense. And eating, resting and sleeping sometimes really hard. When I am under huge pressure or I'm feeling really stressed or like I'm, in, again, in this season of, of constancy, then actually I find I tend to fast. It's not deliberate. I don't go, hmm, I'm under stress. I will not eat now. But I find it much harder to remember to eat or to tune in and even have a clue what I want to eat. And then the classic thing that happens is partly because I'm more gluten intolerant and I therefore don't want to just make a sandwich or don't have the ingredients to do that. It means other things that I might choose to eat that are more nourishing for me aren't as easily or readily available and so I have to make them and then in the process of having to make them there's a whole load of extra thought involved in that and effort and energy and my kids often want to be fed sort of constantly throughout the day they're real grazers so when I can I can put out a platter and they can just take from that but you know my younger daughter will frequently bring me either a plate with a fork when she wants pancakes or a plate and a knife when she'd like some toast and it's very clear or a bowl and a spoon when she wants some cereal and I can be doing this so continually that I don't think about my food and what I want to eat and then when it comes to it I'm too tired or I've got to that over hungry point where I am still really hungry but now I just need to just have anything and then I grab whatever's there and maybe that's the biscuits or maybe that's a slice of salami out of the packet and you know there's nothing wrong with that but it's not nourishing me and I find that when I'm under stress food is one of the things that goes out the window because I just don't think about it and I love food. I love food. You know, I would call myself to some degree a foodie. I really enjoy cooking or I have done in previous seasons. I think for the last couple of years, I felt so drained and overwhelmed and exhausted. And let's be honest, we've all had a lot of that with the pandemic that I haven't had the same desire or energy or mental energy to cook and cook exciting and lovely things. 
resting is another one sometimes it's to do with grief you just feel there's so much to practically do like if you're dealing with a death or something then there's so much to practically keep going resting just seems to fall by the wayside and it's not productive and it's not moving you forward and sometimes just the simple idea of stopping when then everything is allowed to float to the surface is just too hard to deal with it's easier just to push it aside and keep going so that you don't have to deal with those things and again sleep coming down to actual sleep maybe if you are struggling with the season of grief right now maybe you are struggling to sleep maybe you're just under pressure maybe you've just been waking up at the crack of dawn for no reason that you can think of and you're awake even though you're really tired but sleep is not coming easily taking care of ourselves obviously involves a whole load of things but when we look at maslow's hierarchy of needs the fundamental ones right at the bottom of the basic needs are our physiological needs air water food shelter sleep clothing and reproduction and safety needs personal security employment resources health property now, the first of the food, rest, sleep, shelter, water, it's really difficult to do anything else if those basic needs aren't met. And yet, when we need them most, it's often the time we push them away the furthest because they represent the need to care and then sometimes being cared for and nurtured and nourished feels almost too overwhelming because it's a bit like if somebody offers you a hug when you're a bit sad and you know, it's really lovely to have that hug if you're a hugger. But you're almost afraid to really cry even a little bit because if you do, it's going to come out for so much you wonder if you'll ever stop crying. And of course you will. But it can feel like if I open these floodgates, I'm never going to get up. I'm just going to drown in it. And yet, that isn't actually true. When we allow those emotions and that, that all that stuff to come up in a particular instance, you know, if you ever remember having a good cry on your bed, whether you did it as a teenager, or as a kid, whether you have done it as an adult, like there's not like a stigma to that. It, it can happen and should be free to happen at any point. But there are seasons, I think, when we carry that and move through that more freely. And if you go for a big cry on your bed, eventually you come out the other side of the tears. If you give yourself the whole time you need to do that, you have a good sob and then you, you get to that kind of, it starts to stutter again and then and then you lie there in that slightly exhausted stillness. But the actual tears do come to an end. And you know, you might need to cry again at another point, but they do come to an end. In the same way, stopping to rest is so important for our health, physical, mental, emotional, but particularly when we are dealing with a lot. And I find that difficult because sometimes you need to practically carve it out. And sometimes it's just giving yourself permission to take that space when you are needing it sometimes having a mantra is really helpful like i am allowed to rest i am allowed to stop i am allowed to say no i am allowed to cancel things it's okay if i don't want to go allowing yourself to have that permission and sometimes we actually need the permission the verbalized permission and Brene Brown talks about writing herself permission slips you know though again there's something really powerful about writing it writing yourself an actual permission slip much like you may have had had you gone to school when you were allowed to go on the field trip you know I give permission for Cassie to go to the zoo in the same way writing for yourself I give permission for Cassie to rest and sit down whenever she needs to I give Cassie permission to take time to make herself something nourishing even when there's tons of laundry to keep going with 
I give Cassie permission to go to bed early. I give Cassie permission to go and have a nap. Now, obviously, there's some practical things of negotiating that with, you know, other halves, spouses, partners, whoever's taking care of your kids. If you've got kids, you know, sometimes you are free to just go and have a nap. And sometimes there is practical logistics to take into consideration. I can't go off and have a nap when I'm solo with the kids. It's just not a doable option. But I can sit down and I am allowed to. Something I'm also finding really interesting is how I struggle sometimes to know what I want. And especially when I'm under stress or I'm struggling, knowing what I want on a big scale can just be too big. You know, like, what do I want with my life? I sort of know the big stuff, like, I want to do this. I want to do that project. I want to act. I want to feel fulfilled. I want my own home. I want to... All the things. But there's also that feeling of, I don't even know what I want anymore. I don't know what I want to eat. I don't know what I'm hungry for. Has anyone ever asked you, what are you hungry for? And you're like, I have no idea. I know I need something. And then they suggest something like, nah, that, nah. Uh, practical questions like okay what do I want hot cold fresh salty sweet dry wet crispy crunchy hearty I mean whatever words spring to mind can be really helpful to help you narrow that down something I am trying to do more often is actually ask my body like actually say okay body what is it you want and then waiting for an answer to sort of float to the surface. And no, I'm not having my hands come back to me and go, yes, I would like some toast. But <laughs> it would be equally cool if it did. But it's that pausing to actually acknowledge yourself in a different aspect of yourself and say, okay, what do I want? Hmm, what do I need right now? And if you've ever been pregnant, there are seasons when in pregnancy you can really crave things whether it's a full-on craving that lasts the entire time or whether it's just a sudden burst I never got like one craving that would last my entire pregnancy but I would definitely have right now I really want some pickles <laughs> or right now I really want some spicy food or right now oh I went through a bit of a, a week of going I want funky tuna bagels which was the name of a particular bagel from a bagel man shop in Bond Street in Brighton that I used to love and it was tuna mayo with avocado black pepper lemon juice and black olives and there was one particular pregnancy when I was just like I need the carbs but this was exactly what I was craving it was something about the salty of the tuna and the olives whilst also the, the freshness of the avocado and the mayo mixed in the lemon juice and oh that was exactly what I wanted and in the same way I think our bodies can let us know what we want and what we need if we give ourselves the permission to listen to them try asking your body what you need when you're feeling really wound up and stressed try pausing for a minute or even maybe not a whole minute because that can feel too long even though it's not but it can feel it ask yourself what do i need do i need to rest do i need to sit down and give yourself permission to respond to that much like you might nurture a child who is asking for a cuddle Maybe what you need to give yourself is a sit down with a book staring out the window or a cup of tea. I know when we lost our daughter, we had a lot of pyjama mornings. I would get up and go, I'm dressed, I'm showered. And then about an hour and a half later, it's pyjama time. Because there was a real need for comfort and security and feeling physically in clothes that made me feel safe and 
comforted and pajamas really do that for me maybe you've got something else you like to wear but sometimes I still feel that whether it's a grief or whether it's just I'm just knackered and exhausted and just need to stop sometimes it's like actually all I want to do is go and put my pajamas on cuddle up under a blanket and watch Finding Nemo or I want to put my pajamas on cuddle up under a blanket and just watch the rain or maybe let's all get back into bed and snuggle together and read stories if you've got kids or you know with your spouse (laughs) that's also quite fun but what do you need ask yourself what you actually need what you might want and don't be surprised when if you listen by pausing for a minute and not talking through it if an idea floats to the surface that idea will not be a stupid one you can try it. If it turns out not to be as satisfying as you imagined, then don't do it and ask again. Maybe you misheard. But you're allowed to. A meme I saw recently that was doing the rounds, which is old sound advice. And I'm sure it's come up and around many, many times before, but it's this. If you feel like you hate everybody, eat something. And if you feel like everybody hates you, go to sleep. (laughs) Because I think we get to that point, don't we? We get really wound up and frustrated and angry. And my husband gets very hangry, hungry, angry, where you just need something. And then maybe actually what you need is to feed yourself. And then you can begin to cope with the rest of your life. Maybe what you need is to sleep on it and rest. And then you can cope with life. So I hope today's podcast has been helpful. I hope it's given you some encouragement that you are allowed to stop. You are allowed to feed yourself well and you are allowed to listen to your body and actually ask it what it needs and then do it. And I hope, yeah, if this has encouraged you, I'd be so grateful if you'd share it with somebody, just someone that you know who might need a bit of encouragement to give themselves permission to rest and to be kind to themselves. So further to that, have a fabulous week connecting those dots in your life and knowing that your dots are really not placed at random at all. God bless.